And welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm joined as always by... Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.je Sam Townsend Music from samtownsendmusic.je That's a difficult one. I'm ruling out Japan and Jakarta. Good, for various reasons. Yep. Uh, let me think. Another country that starts, starts with J? Yes. I mean, it's a little controversial. Is it? In that case, I must demand a clue. It's reasonably close to home. Really? The Isle of Wight? No. Stone Island that we used to go to at uh, King's Hat? No, you were closer with the Isle of Wight. Sure, okay. It's an island. Jersey, of course. Well, I was close, wasn't I? Yes, I mean, it is a dependency. Yeah. Um, But we are allowed dependencies. I'll check the rules. Much like we depend on each other. Exactly, and that is allowed. General love. Yes, exactly. Unlimited love. If you will. And I will. He will, everyone. I will. He will. He's the only one, but I have and I will. You join us tonight, one moderately excited brother, being myself, because it's Friday evening and I'm sat recording a podcast with my good friend and blood brother, Sam Townsend, Sammy D. And a very excited Sammy D, because he is in position A. And that doesn't even... It's better than that. It doesn't even cover it. It's position A+. plus. It really is. It's position A star. It's Friday evening on the uh, 10th of June. Wow. I do not return to work until Monday the 27th. And in between times, tomorrow, I'm, I'm going on a cruise to Norway... To the Norwegian fjords. Ah, I guess who created the Norwegian fjords? Uh, the good lord himself. Nope. Uh, slightly fast, according to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So the cruise, seven nights, and then back on Saturday, off to Manchester Wednesday for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, back to Hythe, off to London on Saturday for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, back to work for a rest. Now, shall we announce this? Because not everyone's on Twitter. Twitter. So are we going to announce the meet-up, the meet-ups here? So people announce it now, Ben. Announce it. Now. Okay. So we are going to do. Uh, we're, we're having a podcast meet-up in Manchester at two p.m. at, and I will look this up so I get it right. Hmm. Sam, I'm sure you'll agree that's the the best way to do it. The finer details of these things are always the most important. Always the it's most important. critical. So we are meeting up in Manchester at 2pm at the Tollgate near Old Trafford, Stretford. The Tollgate, which is a five-minute walk from the cricket ground. Bosh. The Tollgate pub. 2pm. And apparently it's opposite Trafford Bar Tram Stop. So, if you're not... Go on. Or if you are yes. in the area on the Wednesday, the 21st. This is very smooth, isn't it? It's the 22nd, isn't it? 22nd. On the way, you know when it is. The Wednesday of the Red Hot Chili Peppers in Manchester. If you're around and you want to come and meet us at the Tollgate, please do. We will be there. Yes, from 2pm. From 2pm. Um, it might end up just being me and Ben. No, Pete Moore will definitely be there. Oh, yeah. The, the fabulous Pete Moore. We must caveat it with the word fabulous. The fabulous Pete Moore. And the two of us will definitely be there. And your wife? Oh, my wife. My wife. So there's Not my de- wife, your definitely wife. four people going to be there. Yeah, and if that's all that turns up, frankly, Great. that's good company. That really is. So, we're, we're, but, 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 you know, just don't let that put you off. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there is this stiff would, competition. We'll, we'll happily welcome you. It's stiff competition. Okay. The so. more, the merrier. So come along, Tollgate, 2pm, the Wednesday. 
Okay, so just to absolutely get this straight on the straight and narrow, we will be at 2pm at the toll gate in Manchester, opposite the, the, the tram stop on the 22nd, Wednesday the 22nd. We will be joined by the fabulous Pete Moore. We certainly will be. And that is opposite Trafford Bar Tram. My wife will also be present. And, and a tablecloth. And a table, definitely a tablecloth and a few beers. Oh, so definitely come along because we're going to have a riot. Oh, no. But not uh, literally. No, Christ. no, 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 please. We're not. It's That's going to be well maintained. Yeah, a well maintained meeting of the minds. Exactly. And then we are going to be at the, oh, what's it the called? The Tap House. The Abbey Tap. The Abbey Tap. The Abbey Tap in London in, is that Straff? I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, God. Hang on, let me look up where the Abbey Tap is. Right, don't worry, just go silent and do a new intro. Gold delight streaming from your eyes. We're going to be at the Abbey Tap, 12 to 14 Broadway, London, which is a short walk from the stadium. Yes. The London Stadium. Dies uh, Minuten. Oh, oui, oui, oui. Oh, yes, we had French lessons last time. So that's the Abbey Tap on the 25th, isn't it? It's the Saturday, and it's going to be big time. Saturday because I'll tell you what, the Abbey Tap is going to be pumping. We are going to be pumping. On your stereo. And whoever comes along... Can pump on You ours. can pump if you want. It's not, <laughs> Don't let that put you it's off. It's not obligatory. No. What we mean by all of this, of course, is we're going we'll to have a bloody there. good time. Yeah, and we will be there. And we'll be having you be there. You've always described being in a particular place at a particular time as pumping, haven't you? I have. I always have. <laughs> I don't know why, but, uh, you know, it now seems more relevant than ever. So, as you were saying, two opportunities to meet up with the podcast and other like-minded souls. Yes, wear your badges. If you are an Ambassador Way badges, if you're not wearing an Ambassador badge, you're more than welcome. And if you'd like to sign up to become an Ambassador, I will have a small bag, a small bag a of... A tote bag, if you want. Not a tote bag. No. Smaller than that. But imagine... This is for a the coin sake. bag. No, a bank bag. It's one of those bags that you can seal up like that. Yes, along the top. Imagine, you know what I'm talking about. Know, get yeah. sold in those kind of bags. Stay fresh, if you like. I've got about thirty, about twenty, twenty-five ambassador badges left. Should, I think that'll be enough. I'm bloody sure it'll be enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you can come up. We will present you with you an ambassador badge. Have you got the sword? Not the sword for the ceremony. I've only got the a ceremonial sword. sword. I've only got a sword. Because we've never done a proper ceremony, have we? But I know from when we... Well, we, of course, didn't create you try, You try getting a sword onto the underground these days. <laughs> you try getting a sword into a pub in London. <laughs> it's, a sword, yeah. it's a swordless it's ceremony. It's for the ceremony! <laughs> yeah, OK, so we might have to forego the sword. But that's probably no bad thing. Because we might, even if we successfully got it into the pub, I'm not sure they'd let us into the stadium with it. I'm bloody certain they wouldn't. So, okay, we'll just have to conduct a, a slightly shorter ceremony. Well, no, it's the same length, just swordless. That's true. We can still anoint people. We don't ever do this. No, we, ne- no, no, we haven't, but we've never pre- presented an ambassador with a badge in person. Maybe, okay, maybe we can anoint them with a different long thing, in, in a sock. A, ni- a knife? In a sock. 
Oh no, Ben, that's that is that is in very bad taste. Sure, okay. You do that in a pub in London. You do that. You do that on the underground. My, I'll whip out my my sword. You whip out your inner sock, and we'll both be removed immediately. Is that what, is that what we're calling it? My inner sock. Your inner sock. Oh, sorry. I thought you said my inner sock. Well, I left the. Mm. Mm. Oh, yes. sure. Yeah, okay, I will my, not say that word. My blank in a sock. Your blank in a sock is going to get you in serious trouble. Blankety blank, blankety blank. Mm, mm, mm. Blankety Do you think there'll blank. be a, just to cut you off there? No, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Do you think there'll be any fans who turn up in nothing but a sock? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm going to say yes. But I do see on the ultimate VIP experience, there is a sock on what's presumably not a real blank. Have you seen that on... What, a Dillis? Well, no, I don't think it's necessarily Dillis. I just think it's mm. some kind of phallic-shaped in- thing. Well, if you're, if you're after a phallic-shaped thing, then pro- you're, surely you're better. <laughs> you might as well just get a Dillis. It's a Dillis. <laughs> sure thing, buddy. Right. Today we are going to be talking about something that popped up while we were talking about Good Time Boys on the last episode. We went to about part one of Mother's Milk, which turned out to only be three songs. <laughs> yeah, well, there were some uh, extenuating circumstances, shall we say. There certainly were. So we had a little chat about where we would put Good Time Boys on the ranking of opening songs. We, of course, realised that that is actually a full episode. There's a little pause here where I may put in that sound clip. If I don't put it in, we'll just carry on. So, Like this? Yeah, well, you guys will know, now know whether I put it in or not. I'll never know. No. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Will I? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's not pretend. <laughs> Sometimes I do. Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay, so we are going to be ranking the opening songs from the 12 official studio albums, if you like. We're not counting I'm Beside You. No, we're not. Uh, but the 12 officials. Yes. And we are joined by friends, which is fantastic. Put out the call to the bass ambassador... Put out Aidan Hampson, put out the call to our wonderful drum ambassador, Jack Johnson, JJ. And we See, meeting him in Manchester for sure. Fan- I think that's London, actually. No, Londinium. Yeah. And we also, yeah, because we've got that whole cuddle. Um, You're right, it of, is London. I just always think Manchester because that's closer, closer to where he lives. Yeah, by considerably closer. He wants to come down to the big smoke, and I don't blame him. Yeah, we've got that whole cuddle sequence to go through. And we also reached out to A Mace, uh, Andy Mason, uh, Tremendous fellow all around, I think you'll agree. I do agree, yeah. Good. And we asked them to rank them. And we didn't give people the, the parameters of it. We just wanted people to kind of freestyle it. And just come up with a list. We got, and also, uh, this is also uh, Aidan, the bass ambassador, but also Carl from the um, K&A podcast. Yes. Wonderful podcast. We do suggest that you go and check that out. We certainly do. Good listening. If you haven't already. Good listening is what it is. It's better than this, so if you like this, <laughs> you'll <laughs> love the please, K&A podcast. Please go and listen to the K&A. Aidan came back to us. We've received the results from all of those people. But Aidan came back to us with a seven-point list of how he had considered this conundrum. A, criteria, a scoring criteria. A scoring criteria. If you will. And I will. And I, I will now break it down. Uh, break it down. Break it down. Break seven it down. categories. One, how much does this song represent the feel of the album? Two, is it a good song, in the opinion of the scorer? Three, does it pay off the hype? Now, that's very interesting, isn't it? Because as a band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, A, leave a reasonably traditionally a reasonably large gap between albums, and B, 
have had various lineup changes. It's also going to impact on the scores of the early songs if you stick strictly to the to to that one because there was very little hype unless you were a hardcore fan. Mm. The hype was reasonably low amongst well, the general population. That's very true, Ben. That is very true. Four. Does it make you want to listen to the rest of the album? Great one. Key. Mm. Five. Does it effectively represent the band in that moment of time? Good one. Key. Does. Six. How well is the track produced? That one for me is one that I might actually discount Mm. because I feel that that's sometimes beyond the band's control to a certain extent. Also, the production techniques over time vary so wildly Mm. that I would be knocking off big swathes of scores for Good Time Boys. But really, well, I think really adding a load well, on for unlimited that, love. That, 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 this, this will come into the discussion. Sure, 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 sure. Seven. Are the opening bars of the song sufficiently engaging? Mm. You say okay. key then? Key. Yes. So there's your seven criteria. Great criteria. Criterium? Cri- uh, the Criterion Collection. Okay. Pronounce it how you will. But that's what we've got to take into account. And, so, and, and we must say that A-Mace didn't, necessarily take, didn't approach it like that necessarily. Jack didn't necessarily approach it like that. But when I saw that, I thought, that's how, <coughs> that's how I'm going to suggest me and Sam approach it. And, and actually, actually <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to take the production so much into account. So, no, but, he's not. but you can if you want. Hmm. Well, what I did find was that at times throughout the compilation of my own list, I had taken into account some or all of those things when making my decisions. Oh, have you gone through and done all the scoring then? So already? No, 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 no. But just, I'd already done my list once I received ah, this fine, from, from Aidan. And I realised that although Aidan had come up with this list, those things had entered my thought process when I was compiling my own list. So, well done, everybody. Yeah, I'm going to use those criteria. And I'm going to do what Aidan did, which is mark each criteria out of ten. Mm. And then, in that way, come up with my list. Are you going to stick with your original list, or are you going to do this? Are you going to do rescore them? I will rescore. Okay, but I will keep this list. And then it'd be interesting to compare the two afterwards. Yeah, that's right. Right. Well, we go into track number one, which is, of course, "True Men Don't Kill Coyotes." However, I would just like to say that we are recording this episode. In swimming trunks. We are. That must be said. Both of us are wearing swimming trunks. I'm also wearing my socks and my Chelsea boots. Yes. I purchased a new, two new pairs of swimming trunks ready for the cruise tomorrow. One of which is just on the right side of tight. One of which was unfortunately on the wrong side of tight. Mm. So Ben has been awarded the, uh, the wrong side of tight. Which are red. Which are red. He loves them. He's wearing them. And I'm wearing an old pair of trunks which are blue. Which are more comfortable and fitting Which are are (laughs) considerably looser than the ones I've bought today. (laughs) All right, then. Well, in we go to the opening track from the Red Hot Chili Peppers' first album, True Men Don't Kill Coyotes. Riding wild, the pavement dragging through the Hollywood hills, yeah. Hollywood hills, 
Well, as we come funkily basing in and out of True Men Don't Kill Coyotes, let's have a generalised think about this. Let's just get the feedback from our wonderful drum ambassador on this tune, Mr Jack Johnson. What's JJ got to say about it? He says, maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but the quality of recording is holding this back. Doesn't hold up to other opening songs and grab you by the nads. And there's, there's a certain amount of truth to that. Yes, there is, but I do think that it's, it's got a lot of character, this song. Yeah, and I um, will agree with you there. Hearing the swan, you know, announcing himself on the world stage by going... Rah! Nice to hear him make a noise like that, yeah. You know, and it's, I think it is important to get the message out there about what exactly true men will and won't do to a coyote. It really is. It really is. So it's, this is not just a piece of fluff. No, it's, it's not this a piece a of fluff. It's a song with a message. Quick input from Amos on this one. Let's see what he's got to say, because he is, I would say, more of a fan of the earlier stuff. I, I would say that's a fair statement. Having said that, he puts it, he puts it at number 12. Ah, you're not supposed to announce that yet. I didn't. He says it's a really interesting song. Uh, lots of really fun punk, pop, funk songs still stand up today. Buckle Down is one. As I don't know, this song doesn't scream the Red Hot Chili Peppers as much as perhaps Out in L.A., Police Helicopter or Get Up and Jump might have done. And that's true enough. I think when we're talking about how much does this one song represent the rest of the album, you can, you you can, can see that those, those, other tracks. those other tunes kind yeah, of do, I think do so. that more. I think so, but this, is, this, this to me is an iconic song. It, it, was, it was on What Hits, and therefore, so therefore yeah. I became familiar with it at a relatively early stage in my Red Hot Chili Peppers listening career. When did you get to what hits? You said last week. You bought, you listened to what? One Hot Minute first or Blood Sugar first? Blood Sugar first. Then One Hot, then yeah, Mother's then, Milk then and went on hits. the mission of, of buying everything I could, which was Psychedelic and What Hits on VHS. So, yes, I, I, know, what he, I, know, I know, you know what's being said there, and I think it, it's perfectly true. But, you know, I do, like, I, do, I do happen to really like the song. I think where it does fall down is it's very repetitive. Yeah, it is. And actually, it's quite one note as well. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't break into anything that no. lifts it to another level. So if, if anything so. breaks in, it's the, it's the little guitar oh, so, I, but, but I, soloettes. I, I, do enjoy the, I do enjoy those guitar soloettes. Um, and I do like the swan's tone during the chorus. Yeah, so do I. I actually, I really uh, no, enjoy the pre-chorus, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, fair enough, yeah. And I enjoy Jack Sherman's guitar work as well. So let's just think about the categories then. Because we're not going to spend a huge amount of time on each song, so there's 12 of them to go Okay, through. boom, bang, We're not going to give our scores, but I will, of course, jot them down as we go along. Oh God, is it a jot along? Well, you don't have to jot along, but I am I going do, to I do, because otherwise along. how am I going to keep track of my, my scores? <laughs> well, you need to jot along. I need a pen. So we're back. Sam has, has now got a pen and the world's smallest bit of paper. Completely not, not good enough for the job. You've got a couple of notepads up there, mate. I have been. So we're not going to reveal our scores, so we're going to reveal our rankings at the end, but you're going to get general feelings. How much does this one song represent the feel of the album? I'm going to say not particularly... It's, it's kind of middle ground for me. There, there are much better songs that would have represented it uh, Better, and I, if you like. I, I almost just completely forgot what we were doing there and said, how, but, how, you know, how would you rate this as an opener? <laughs> <laughs> so, is it a good song? That's, I, do, I do enjoy this, and I think, actually, as something that you're going to put on the first time you hear the chilies, 
Fuck me, there's a lot worse songs on the first three albums. Yeah, so, uh, well, the first two especially. So I, I felt the need, I felt com- compelled to swear then. You did. I think it works really well. I think it is a good song, yeah. What about you? Yeah, I love it. I'm not going to, I'm going to score once we've finished the conversation, actually. Does it pay off the hype? That's a tricky one for we this one. We do it afterwards, can we? Yeah, that's a tricky one, does it pay off the hype here? Because I'm not, what hype was there? I'm going to have to... I'm just going to say yes in that case, even though I wasn't there at the time and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think I'll probably play it safe and give it a, some kind of medium score. Yeah, give it a six. No, I'd play even safer than that. A seven. A five. Fine. Okay. Now, does it make you want to listen to the rest of the album? Yes, it does. Yeah. If I was there, I would think... You were there. Yeah, not at the time, though. Yes, you were. I existed. Yeah, not you the... were there. Well, <laughs> I was there as well. I was somewhere. You can't, there's, there's no point in going on an internationally successful podcast and saying that you weren't there when this album was released. I was there. I know for a fact that you were. I was there. Okay, so does it effectively represent the band at that moment in time? Well, if this doesn't, what the hell does? Yeah, okay, so I'm gonna, that's, that's, that's reasonable. That's got to be a big score. How well is the track produced is discounted for me. Okay, well, I'm going to say, unfortunately holding it up against modern standards yeah but that's the problem well ben if that's a problem then charge me okay i will i'm arresting you on the charge of holding an older song up (laughs) (laughs) exactly to modern standards guilty your honor send me down in fact don't even bother i'll go myself (laughs) i'll take myself down yeah are the opening bars of the track sufficiently engaging i think absolutely they are i mean it's a this is this band was to become known for Flea's bass work yeah. as, the primary, as the primary thing for a long time. And that grabs the ear. And I love songs that start off yeah. and round off. Yeah, I, I just think that gives this song something really special, that intro and outro. I love that. I really do. Yeah, it's a really atmospheric bass intro as well. And having, cr- having criticised the song for being repetitive, that's one repetition that I, I will give it credit for. Okay, well done. He's credited the song with uh, not being too repetitive on the intro and the outro. I think I, I have, and you know, I'll, I'll stand by that. Glorious. For the rest of my life. Stand by me. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, fantastic. I think everyone's now got the idea of what the seven categories are. We're not going to need to go through them on every song. No. Okay, well, how will we know what category we're addressing unless we announce it? Oh, I think we'll just have a general chat around the categories. Oh, fine. And then we'll score them afterwards. Keep it general. So, I like True Men Don't Kill Coyotes. It's not going to feature particularly highly on my on my um, on my list. No, I, I think, don't think it suffers from a, a distinct disadvantage. Um, of being an older song and a song which is significantly worse than some of the other songs which we're going to talk about. You're quite right. In that, in that, uh, in for that various case, reasons, as we as we've discussed. Oh, well, I just don't think. I think there's also the fact that, for better or for worse, hmm. I will marry you. Thank you. I will just say, in sickness and in is health. That not what you were going to say. No, I was going to say in sickness or in health. Yeah. For better or for worse, I will marry you. Ah, great. Well, I'll phone Vanessa. Yeah. We're going to have to run away to Gretna Green. We're, we're going to have to avoid getting arrested. <laughs> Can two brothers reasons. get married? No. Okay. Not, not in this country. Not in this day and age? No. Maybe sometime in the future. 
No, no, I think it's important that we do stress that um, we don't. We are happily married men. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew we were going to hold it. We'll leave it. Why are you having an affair with your wife uh, over me? No, stay back. Right. We, we've overstepped the mark. We've got a table between us. We should be fine. So, let's move on then, shall we, to the next song, Jungle Man, from Freaky Styling. Yes. Fine. And we will pause another this. One of, another one of my favourites. <laughs> another, another top tier chili song. And we'll pause this, we'll do our quick scores, and we'll come back to you. Come Tarzaning out of Jungle Man, the opening song from Freaky Styly. Let's have a little chat about this one and the parameters by which we are thinking about it. Is it a good song? I don't know if I said I wasn't going to go through them, but let, that's, that's first of all, let's think about the, is it a good song? Do you enjoy it? Front and centre. Yes, I enjoy it to a certain extent. Again, it's very, very repetitive and it's quite long. It is quite long. For a song which doesn't really go anywhere, it's pretty long. There's no huge lift to it. The chorus, once the chorus gets going, is it does hook me in. Yes. And, and we're thinking about this as an opener, not as we, when we normally break down the songs. We're just thinking about, is this a good opening track? I've got to say, does it make, does, listening to that, would I think, oh man, this album sounds, you know, sounds like something I want to go on and listen to? I'm not convinced that it does. It doesn't have, for me, the, the, the soaring highs of an opener. You know, the grab you, as, as, as JJ said, the grab you by the balls, grab you by the nads aspect of an opener. For me, this, this, is, this is a poor choice of opener. Well, Jack says... Are the opening bars sufficiently engaging? Well, no, that's Again. not what he said. Yeah, he <laughs> Jack, didn't say that. Jack said, just not a good opening song, in my opinion would have made a good mid-album tune or maybe even swapped this in Hollywood around. Yeah. Amos comes in with... An album produced by George Clinton was always going to be a hazy, funky project. Jungle Man opens Freaky Story with a loose-feeling, slow-funk jam. Hillel's back. Cliff Martinez on, on the drums, of course. It's... I, I, I'm with Jack. I don't mind Jungle Man as a song. I just think it would be better placed on this album... Somewhere, yeah, fine, somewhere in fine, the middle. Fine. I, I, so, so is it a good opening track? Not necessarily. I, I feel that unfortunately, it falls short in a lot of the uh, the criteria that we are going to be judging it by. It's an okay song. That you know, take from that what you will. You, I, I think you can tell that this is not going to be a high scorer for me. Are there, does it work with the opening bars though? I really think it does. That that bass groove, I think, is. Absolutely great, really low, really growly. Yeah, yeah. And then the guitar comes in nice. I, I think got it, no problem. I think with it that. grabs you. I think it does immediately grab you nicely. 
but then the it moves into those verses where the swan's voice is all over the place. Yeah, and the swan's delivery almost brings it down. But it's all it's a disjointed delivery. Yeah, yeah, it it is. It, it's not what they would become. You know, they 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 have had some tremendous op- openers over the years. Songs which stick in the memory, grab you straight away. But if you were there at this do time, do all the things. Oh yeah, if you were there at this time, then then fine. You, you know, you were there. But we weren't there. We weren't in. We weren't on the scene, if you will. We weren't. I, I mean, I wasn't on the scene at this point. No. <laughs> Have you ever been on the scene? Yeah, I've certainly been on the scene, Sam. It was. What, what it, was scene? it was a brief. It was a brief scene. Okay. I mean, I was seven at the time. So, okay. I, I, how old were you? Three. Yes, we were there, but we weren't necessarily on the LA we were scene. Youngsters. We certainly weren't the target audience. I think that's fair to say. No, I remember when my girlfriend of the time at primary school did bring around a copy of Freaky Stone and said, listen to Jungle Man. Yeah, listen to Jungle Man. Rate it. this as an opener. Judge it as an opener. <laughs> and you said, goo goo ga ga. Not at seven. <laughs> you might have said, goo goo ga ga. Go and get me my, my rusks. Mm. That's what you said. Yes. I said, go and get me my small can of carling. Yes. <laughs> yeah, go and get me a can of, of mass-produced lager. Mm. And I will just set the, set, the, set the tone for what's to come. And I will. Yeah, in fact, don't you just get me one. No, get me a box of 18. Yeah, get me 18 and then go back to the shops. And get 18 more. <laughs> and she left me shortly after. She was seven too. She couldn't get served. She saw what was coming. Yeah. And had no ID. No fault. Well, literally no ID. I, I think even uh, even fake ID wouldn't work when you're seven. She only had a birth certificate. It has a to green be. paper certificate. Fake ID does work, work only on a basis that you look... Close to 18. You send a seven-year-old in with a fake passport, they're going to get laughed out of the shop. Yeah, they'll get rumbled. They will. I will say this, though. I did think... Oh, no, that's about the next song. While I was was listening to Jungle Man, my mind wandered to a better song. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I remember remember to say what I was going to say when we get to the next song. All right, you so, could do it like two Ronnie. <laughs> Start. What is it? Uh, the answer to the previous, yeah, the question, previous question. Yeah. Yeah. You, okay. you can do it in the reverse. You can start. You can review the current song based well, on your th- thoughts. <laughs> 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 thinking on about a different song. song yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's do our scores for Jungle Man, and then we'll get on to uh, Fight Like a Rave. <laughs> As we come swinging out of Fight Like a Brave, Sam, I must say there's a certain uplift to the quality of the tune, in my humble opinion. I'm inclined to agree with you, Ben. That song is considerably better than the previous song. And I said uplift, and it's up, it's off the uplift. Very, party that did band, not go unnoticed. As a gooseberry to a strawberry, this is very much more my jam. Yes, and as a blackberry... To a Loganberry, mm. this is very much more my jam. Just so it's clear, I prefer strawberry to gooseberry jam. Sam? I don't like any jams. F- 
fine. In that case, you shouldn't have said what you said. It was. I'm not jammy. I never have been. Oh, the only place I will eat jam is on a cream tea. So you don't like your donuts like Bob Marley does? I do like strawberry jam and donuts, yes. <laughs> and, I do, and I do like strawberry jam on cream teas. There is a small chance that I like strawberry jam. But I, <laughs> I've, never large, admitted large, it. I've, never, I've never admitted it to myself and I've certainly never admitted it in public. You've never admitted it on a Reddit Julie Peppers podcast. No. But if you do want to bring us, you know, either a, a normal sized jar of strawberry jam or one of those little single serve. I'd, I'd like a hotel single serve pot. Pot of strawberry jam to present to me in either Manchester or London, bring then that would be wonderful. Bring them along. And I will, I will eat a fingerful in the pub. Proof, that, if that, proof were needed that, is, that this that, man likes jam. Well, that's where I'm going to find out, isn't it? It's not in a donut and it won't be on a, on a cream tea. We're loading into JJ's thoughts. Fight like a brave. Great, meaningful lyrics, full of energy and great instrumentation from everyone. Love this tune. We'd love to see it brought back live. Brought back to live shows. The Swan kills it. I agree. JJ, Mr. A Mace. He says the beginning of the only album with the original RHCP lineup. Jack Irons counts it in with the drumsticks. One, two, three, four, and the song kicks it. Off a great rock song with AK's rapping lyrics about drug addiction and trying to get clean, a very fresh summery sound. Listen, well, um, Amy says the Uplift Mofo Pipe Plan is up there with my favourite RHCP albums. Mm. You know, he's a, a bigger fan of the earlier stuff than possibly we, we, we know, are. We, yes, but I have to say that listening to it there, stood there with you, that song. That song is, is still so fresh. Yeah, it's great. I love any song and, or any album that starts off with a counting. Especially, well, I love any song that starts off with a counting. But any song? Any song. Okay, fine. <laughs> to clarify, any song that starts off with a counting, I love. Yeah. Especially as the opener to an album, because I feel that it makes you, it brings you in, it makes you feel like you're sitting in the room with the band. Yes. You've waited, you know, X amount of time for the album, and then they, they're kind enough. To bring you in. But I like that feeling of, do you remember when we were playing in Insidious and you were coming to watch and it was in like little church halls and stuff? That, that kind of thing. And, and just the feeling, or when I was watching other bands practice, just listen to them count in. I do There's remember all of that. that. Yeah. You, you, you started that prolonged statement by saying, do you remember when? And then proceeded to describe a... a and a wide range of activity. Okay, but I can. Do you remember what? That, that I remember all of those things. Oh, I just love because I was there. Yeah, I love being in a room where people are playing live music, and you got to count it in. I well, you and and you must particularly love half of that question was involving you playing music. So yeah, it was. Yeah, and we, one of the tremendous memories I have from that period of time is is being and I've said it before on the podcast actually, being able to come down and say to my mates, "Look, this is my older brother." He's a kick-ass guitarist, and he's in a, a kick-ass band. And I felt, I felt a sense of great pride during that period. And that's always meant a lot to me, seriously. Hmm. Good. I do mean that. I mean it too. So that's just a nice moment, isn't it? Should we have to cuddle? We'll hug it out later. Hug it no, out later. We can't, we but can't. no, we can't start cuddling, so we'll have to cuddle Jack. No, we I can't, can't do that hug yet. anyone until I get on board. Of course you can't, no. COVID-free. All right, let's think about the song then. Does it represent the album? I feel there's a certain representation here because there is a more kind of, there's a lot of kind of songs that fit into the heavy guitar groove here, I think, on this album. Lots of good songs on this album, and this is a good song. Is it a good song, in my opinion? Yeah, bloody right it is. 
I'm backing it right up there. Backing it right up. Does it make you want to listen to the rest of the album? Yeah, absolutely it does. You better believe it does. And That's actually, what I'm going to do later. Yeah, I think this is one of the, the better songs on the album. Oh, there is the band at that time. This is, I think, this is great. You've got Hillel playing some incredible lead work, um, doing some good bar work, as as John would do later, as we discussed on the last. As episode. We all have done. We all have done. Does it effectively represent the band in that moment of time? I think it's it, it, what it does so effectively. Listen to the Swan. This this for me is 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 so representative of of how far the Swan had had come on in a relatively short space of time. But he's starting to develop that persona and, and that delivery that he's so famous for. You've got fantastic bass work again, obviously. The guitar, you know. That I, I, thing, I think yeah. this, this, really, this really encapsul- encapsulates the feeling of the Red Hot Chili Peppers and that first, not the first time you, you felt that they were going to, you know, go on to big things, but... This song wouldn't be out. Of, this song would not be out of place on a on a much later album. I think that this is the absolute. Um, this is the pinnacle of representing the Red Hot Chili Peppers in that first era, mm. the pre Frusciante era, because this is, you know, it's the only album with the original lineup. It's bringing everyone back that was first involved. They're writing really good songs. I think this this will score highly, frankly, on does it effectively represent the band at that moment in time. And Yes, and are the opening bars of the song sufficiently engaging? You better believe it. One, two, three, four, that amazing flat beat from Jack, brilliant riff from Halal. Were you engaged? I was beyond engaged. I was you should married. have seen him. I've never I mean, seen... This is the one that got us moving most so far. Right? I've never seen a man so engaged in my life. Hmm. I had to unengage him at the end of the song. I've taken off my wedding ring to prove how engaged I am to that song. Mm, that's very clever I'll put and it back, humorous. I'll put it back on, Vanessa. Yeah. I'm now again once more married to my wife. Congratulations. Thank you. So let's score this song, shall we? We're going to score it on our peds and pads. Not on my ped, I'll just do it on my pad. Pad and pen. <laughs> As we come rampaging out of Good Time Boys, I must ask Sam this question, what earth are you drinking? I've, never, drinking I've never seen that before. Wild IPA, flavour by fermentation. Your sponsor, presumably. They New sent, sponsor this week. They, the they got in touch with me uh, via a carrier pigeon. Fantastic. World War One style. I league. knew then that they were a traditional company. Certainly A were. company with values was that the, matched my own. Was the, was the uh, carrier pigeon called Speckled Jim? It may have been. He was exhausted. <laughs> Shattered. Uh, and he, unfortunately, he, he passed away shortly after delivering the can. Ah, was he shot by Captain Blackadder? Well, he said that they usually only deliver 
small pieces of paper uh, in a thing around the neck. And carrying this, unfortunately, carrying this can of uh, of, of grapefruit and infu- grapefruit infused IPA, uh, finished him, him off. Did him in. They treated that carrier pigeon like he was a, a St Bernard with a, a barrel of brandy round his neck. That's right. Somewhere, somewhere in the wilderness of Canada, there's a there's a, a St Bernard, Bernard with a small delivering a <laughs> tiny piece of paper to to <laughs> troops <laughs> behind the front line <laughs> to a dying man yeah. who needs some brandy. <laughs> That's right. It's a but, massive cock up. It's a huge cock up, but I am the beneficiary, and uh, here we are. So I'll just apply it to the mouth. So a huge blank up. We yeah. said we wouldn't say cock. Five point two. Wow. Oh yikes! That is delicious. Right. Wild IPA. Thank you for getting in touch. Um, your techniques, of course, were questionable. Uh, but your your beer... The delivery techniques were questionable. Yes, yes. Uh, but your beer is unquestionably very, very tasty. Fine. Available certainly from Waitrose. I know that much. I, do you know, I admire your ability to sample different flavours. Well, I admire your ability to stick to one flavour. Well, three. Three. Foster's today. Uh, again, that huge company have come to me and said, we've heard the podcast... We love it when you rank album openers set to some criteria. Please, please drink our beer. Please drink our beer. And I said, I will. I will thank Aidan as well for this criteria again because he gave a lovely, long, um, a lovely, long message. Long and thoughtful. Long and thoughtful. And very about, well about, about why he had chosen to do this. And I think everyone involved said, if you ask me tomorrow or in 30 minutes' time, my order's going to change. But Foster said, come on, Ben, come on. Bring us into the fold. Bring us into the mouth. I'll give you a mouthfeel. Put us in your mouth. Yeah, I'll do it. Mouthfeel. Oh, like a liquid, like it always is. (laughs) A fizzy liquid. Yeah. And again, sponsored by this small bowl of Skittles too. Mouthfeel of this green Skittle. I'm going to eat half of it. Tender. No, crispy on the outside. Crispy on the outside, soft in the middle. Chewy in the middle. Fantastic. <laughs> it's a classic Skittle. <laughs> Love it. Okay, let's get, let's get down to business. So, we are talking about Good Time Boys. JJ says, of course, this is totally objective, but I'm ranking this based on does it set a tone for the rest of the album? JJ. A, a really yeah. high-pitched guitar pinch squeal. Well, which I've gone on record as saying I don't like. Then a cock rock style riff and those massive reverb drums. Off-putting. Yeah. Amos comes in with... Does he mention the C word? Cock. Mm. Oh, sorry, blank. Well, you just said cock rock. Yeah, well, blank rock, of course, sorry. (laughs) Got confused. If I can just find... um, Thank God we can say rock. (laughs) Otherwise it would be... Blank, blank. Blank, blank. Yeah. Or blank in... Thank God we can say sock, because it would just be blank in blank. Once again, I'll go back to blankety-blank. For, uh, for, they're effing on something. Blankety blank, blankety blank. Anthony Kiedis puts his blank in a sock and then it would go around to all the celebrities. Blankety blank, blankety blank. What blank. could it be? Oh, his foot. Ooh. Yeah, his. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it would be, a re- Jack might say, oh, a really high-pitched guitar pinch squeal, then a blank rock style riff. A blank rock style riff. Country? 
brilliant. Or again, what I love on the Howard Stern film, Private Parts, is when they're talking, they're trying to get away with it. We've been cheeky with Robin Quivers and and the other guys, and they're talking about uh, it's blankety blank basic, basically. Mm. It's blank willow, blank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's funny stuff. Okay, Aime says. This song defines late 80s LA music, leads a kick-ass album that led them into the mainstream and two years later to international fame. Exactly. A huge change in sound from their previous album, pretty metal sounding, but still had the warmth that fans loved the band for. I love this song. I won't pull any punches. The reason we're talking about this is because when we were talking about Good Time Boys, on the last episode, that radio section we said really affected your feelings on, on it as an opener. Yes, it did. And it's funny, since I've thought about all these other openers, I, I, like, I do like this song. I, I think it's I think it's. Great. I do like this song, but I think it falls down in several of the, ca- the categories. Okay, well, let's have a think about it, shall we? Does this song represent the feel of the album? I'm not totally convinced that it does. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, it's a good song, and it's a song which... When I first listened to the album, I, I did enjoy. Oh, got and, it. Grab me by the nads. Well, I think for various reasons, it does do a good job as an opener. But it's not overly representative of the rest of the album. The rest of the album goes to places where this song certainly doesn't and places where this song doesn't even indicate the album's going to go. So Agreed with you there. I will say that does it pay off the hype? Yes, we've just, I, we've I, ju- I think it certainly does. We've just heard the sound of the guitar on Fight Like a Brave. It's not, you know, this John Frusciante more pushed metally sound isn't a million miles away from that Halal sound. No. It, was, it just wasn't, it just wasn't John's particular taste at that time. Does it pair off the hype? I think if you came off um, Uplift Mofo Party Plan yeah. and went into this song, there's a distinct difference, but I think... I'm, some, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming here, I'm trying to put myself in the era... We are getting closer to the era where we actually, actually know things, yes. No, well, no. I think, actually, it, I think it pays off the hype. Yeah, I do think I, well, it pays I, off the hype. I think you're right then, because I think if you're, if you're talking about a band who've gone through such a major change, as the Chili's did, between these two albums, they've got a young man on guitar who's completely unknown. The levels of hype are presumably going to be more speculative. A young drummer, slightly older. And, well, yeah, well, yeah, but big changes, and the hype, the hype is going to be, what's it going to sound like? Yeah, exactly. So now, does, does it pay does off it that? In, does it then impress? Bloody good question. Yes, it yes, does. Yes, I think it does. It does, it does. If you heard this, do you want to hear the rest of Mother's Milk? Yes, please. With, with you know, with some serious caveats. Yeah, reservations. Okay, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> they're not all going to have radio breaks, in, are they? But yeah, but I, but I am in. I am sufficiently interested to proceed. Fine, you haven't switched it off. No, I will listen to the next song. And I, but I do like this song. But it was only once I started to break it down that I realised its flaws. You see, I, I think probably last week I was gung ho. This song is brilliant. Breaking it down in such a way as we have in the in the last fortnight its flaws have started to become more apparent. So, yes, it's a good song. Is it without flaws? Of course it's not. Very few songs are. 
well, you say that, but there's a lot of songs that we're about to talk about, about which, which, which are flawless. flawless. <laughs> so. Are the opening bars of the song sufficiently engaging? Now, Jack's talked about the how the song starts, which is different from the rest of the song. Do they engage me? Uh, they immediately do. And then you go wow, into... they're bounty. Then you go into one of the huge riff. Yeah, it's more of a, a blank rock riff. Yes. But it's... But I love it. Yeah, and it's... it's I mean, Finally, they're sounding like extreme. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, this, was, this really would have been your time. I know, I know, I know. Just briefly, they... they, they Sort of straddled that those eras that you that you love. Hmm. This well, this album. This yeah, but of course, you know they they went on to bigger and frankly better things. Yes, not necessarily bigger. Yes, bigger. Uh, yes, bigger. Uh, but not uh, yes, bigger and better. Oh, certainly better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was you listen to magic at your work, don't you? Magic radio. Uh, no, Virgin. Oh, okay. I thought he listened to Magic, which was on at work today. Right. And there was complaints that it wasn't magic providing enough. the magic. So it switched to Absolute 90s. And I thought, right, this is right up my alley. Fine. And it was. Every song was an absolute banger. And then Higher Ground came on. And I said to everyone, hey, the chilies. Yeah. I love the chilies. Everyone seemed vaguely interested yes. by that. And this was on uh, Ab- 90s rock? Absolute it? 90s. Right. Of course, then I realised yes. there was a, a, a real problem. There was a distinct possibility that High Ground was released in the 80s. It was released in 89. Yes. And so I only realised that about five minutes after, because I was, I was working. So I started to tell everyone in the office. That yeah, was I bet floor. they were well interested. They, they you know that song that you didn't like? Yeah. I'm about to come out with, yeah, a, there's a, there's a, problem with a pedantic fact about it. They, some of them glazed over. We've done this, I think. Good time, boys. Let's move yeah. on to scoring. Love it. Swing, I got a soul that cannot sleep at night Well, something just ain't wrapped up Blood men run without soap Exploding eagles in the night Makes like sticks of that old mind Red, black, or white, this is my fight I Come on, come in, let's be heard Turn feelings into word American equality has always been sour An attitude I would like to devour My name is peace, this is my power Can I give just a little bit of power? Well, as we come equally out of the power of equality, egality, liberté, fraternité, equality. Apparently, that's what it says on the guillotine. Luckily, I I wouldn't know. <laughs> Keep your head, son. That's what they say. That's what um, that's what I say to my son every every day before he leaves for school. Yeah, don't get killed by the guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's he's petrified of going to school. <laughs> Poor lad. Oh, this fictional son. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so fictional let- son, won't you come and oh, wash yeah. away the pain? Fictional son, won't you come? Won't you come? Fictional son, fictional son. <laughs> 
lovely version of fictional song there. I love those moments sometimes that we have in the podcast where one of us does something and it just takes a moment. <laughs> I, just, I, I thought, what's this guy doing? Ben looked at me and then he went, oh yeah, fictional song! Good stuff, great song. Let's, let's score that mm. on a different set of um, parameters. How like. does that work as a fictional song? Does it make you want to listen to the rest of the it's, fiction it, the album? It's not a fictional song. How Well, a fictional song is. Oh, yeah. But it's not like that. How well does it represent the fictional album? Pretty uh, good. How well does it represent the, the band at, the, at that fictional time? Uh, very poorly. Anyway, we don't how need to well, How well is the fictional track produced? Brilliantly. And are the opening bars of the song sufficiently fictional? Oh, well, the opening bars of Fictional Sun, if they're anything like Black Hole Sun, are, are world-changing. They're similar. So, let's get into the power of equality. Mm. What a tune. Okay. Wow. I mean, we're really starting to get to Cookie. some of the... Cookie the, likes it. The cream. Thank you, Cookie McDonald, for coming to the party. How much does this one song represent the feel of the album? I think this is somewhere it's going to fall down. Let's go to JJ. I don't think it's going to fall down in any way, man. Let's go to JJ. I love this song, don't get me wrong. It only finds its way this far down the list because it's a song all about equality, which is great. But it's the opener to an album that's mostly about shagging and being a fuckboy. What equality? Yeah, exactly. So, great intro, though. Schwing! So... Well, you only, you only draw that conclusion if you analyse the lyrics well, of all we, the songs. We, yeah, well, we're thinking about the whole album and it's entirely Which, which is fine. Of course, it's fine to do so. But you've got but to, if you do, got to do, do that, you, you, you find yourself in a position which JJ's found himself in, where, he, unfortunately, he's had to put it relatively low on his list because of that. OK. Well, look, I, I take... As he says, I, he loves I, I the take song. It, I take his point. I, ta- I take his point. Amy says, I was so excited on that September day in 91 when I finished the day at Totten College and got the bus in Southampton to buy Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I had the first four albums on constant rotation at home and in my Walkman. Fuck me, can you imagine actually being there? In my Walkman. This was the first time I could hear a Chili Peppers album at the same time as the rest of the world. Oh, you mother. What a way to start an album. Hi-hat and closing to check counting it in. One, two, one, two, three. Can you imagine actually doing that? The most beautiful album in the world had just begun. This song took everything from the previous four albums, added a good amount of space and ambience and packed it into an amazing four-minute piece of art. So I reckon that's going to figure fairly highly on Amos's. Amos. This is the amazing thing about this. Everyone's going to have a different opinion. See, intriguingly, you were old enough to do that, but you didn't. I was there. And you were old enough to do what Amos has just described. Yeah, but I was deeply, deeply into I know you were ingrained. But I was still too young. I was only 10 at this point. So how? I was 14 then. So, yeah, maybe you were a bit too young. But Amos is the same age as you, isn't he, I thought? A bit older. Okay. So, yeah, he must have been a couple of years older. So, even you were too young at this point. Even, even you. me. <laughs> even you. Even you of all the people in the world, even I was too, too young. Okay. okay. I think it's going to fall down on the representation of the album. And I, I don't know that it I, is, Ben. I mean, the guitar is, is there. It's, it's, it's a funky tune. The bass is there, drawing. No, 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 no. Not compare this to other tunes on the album, and, no, it's, no. and it's not a funky tune. No, I, I know what you're saying. But I think... If I think, you have to ask. But yeah, I, I funky know. Funky yeah, monks. Fine. But does it sound anything like they've done before? No. No, that's is fair there, enough. Is it clearly a new door? That's fair Yes. Enough. That's fair enough. Does it represent what we're about to, to hear, which is a completely new dawn? Yes, I believe I it take does. Jack point, Jack's point, though that actually the lyrical content compared to a lot of what the album is about, 
The rest of the album is... Well, this is more political. No, no yeah, the rest of the album is, is fairly frivolous. It, when it's not sexual, sexually driven, mm. it, the lyrical content can be frivolous, like um, the greeting song. Isn't a sexy song, but it's a frivolous song. Think about though, the righteous and it's the wicked. It's a song about girls and cars, though. So. Think about the righteous and the wicked, which is a more serious has, has a heavy yeah, yeah, has heavier absolutely. themes. No problem with that. Okay, okay. I think it's going to drop points there for me, but not a huge amount, conceivably. Is it a good song? Yeah, it's a bloody good song. The chorus I've always said about the righteous and the wicked sometimes drops off me, but that's mainly when it's live. <laughs> Why are you bringing the righteous and the wicked into this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you hate the righteous and the wicked, <laughs> but there's no, no need to start slating it when you're talking about a completely different song. The chorus of uh, Power of Quality sometimes drops off for me, but that's mainly live. Yeah. Well, and actually, I, I, know, I, I totally know what you mean. And when I first heard the song, I felt that the chorus was akin to the tree. Go on. Uh, to which they describe in, in, in the song. A hollow tree. But I soon realised that wasn't the case. Okay, so it's a good chorus then. And, and it, I, I now love the song in, in its entirety, Look, without exception. Frankly, as do I, but I do with slight obsessions. Obsessions? <laughs> yeah. Does it pay off the hype? That's an interesting one, because on your first listen, this isn't what you're expecting from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You've got no context to, to end listening to the more distorted sound of mother's milk to move on to blood sugar does it pay yeah. off the hype it's something very very different so well, i think the, I, I think the success of the album speaks to whether it paid off the hype but we're not talking about success of the album we're talking about is this a good opener and does that one song pay off the hype yes it does fine do you want to listen to the rest of the album yeah fine yes please the band at that moment in time, absolutely. When we now that we've oh, seen, my god, now that we've seen the footage that we've all seen, yeah, absolutely. Again, production isn't going to be feature highly on, on what I'm talking about. Oh, the opening bars of the song sufficiently engaging, you're bloody right, because it's counted in, yes. And then you get that brilliant part that's that is lower before it kicks in. Swing! Yeah, absolutely awesome. Right, let's rate the power of equality. Let's rate the shit out of power of equality. Spiraling and slippering and our way out of warped. What an interesting and phenomenal tune this is. 
Now, people, we are getting into some really good songs. These are the years of These our lives. are the ways. These are the ways when you come from America. The sights, the, the sounds, sounds, the, the smells. Now, warped. Sam, talk to me about your thoughts about warped. You know my, my feelings about warped, I think. I, th- I think I do, and I think there's, a, there's, there's potential here for you to be a bigger fan of Warp than I am. Well, there's more than potential. I am a bigger fan of Warp than you are. Well, that's why, why the potential I speak of. Hmm. I like Warped. Is I like good, One Hot Minute. Is it a good opener? <sighs> My word, I mean, you have to remember that One Hot Minute is not your average Red Hot Chili Peppers album. Certainly not. It's not your average rock album certainly not it's a pocket in time and a piece of space that no other album has ever achieved before or after oh, i thought you were going to rhyme then oh no space it's a pocket in time in a piece of space that no album has ever achieved with in such... any other place oh, oh yeah with such grace with such grace with such fallen into grace, of course. Yes. Or I thought you might incorporate a mace. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you would. Oh, God. A mace, if you're listening, apologies for not rhyming you into that one hot minute section. Well, well, of course, we are, and I think we can announce this now, we are going to have a local, uh, universally speaking, Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast barbecue. That can be announced at this stage. Um, a mace is one of the attendees. Yes, he is. And I think, would you like to promise that you will incorporate that rhyme into the afternoon? I will. I'll rap about Amos at the barbecue. In that particular context? Conceivably. (laughs) (laughs) There's a very very possible chance that neither of us will remember talking about this. Uh, Well, that doesn't matter. Because what what I've learned since uh, doing this podcast is that it doesn't matter whether we remember it. (laughs) That's true. Okay, so Warped. Let's refocus. Yeah. Is Warped, does it represent the album? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, it does. It's probably actually one of the least representative tunes on the album, but it, I, think, I feel it does represent the album. It's a weird one. Cause oh, Warped, it certainly does. Yeah, I, th- I think it's... it's start- I'm not sure it does, actually, when you put it in context with, the, with a lot of the rest of the songs. It's more in line, yes, okay, Deep Kick... Not aeroplane, not my friends, not coffee shop, really, and move and moving through. Not falling to grace, not transcending. Uh, maybe transcending more than the well, others. Well, I, I, I think it does. I think it does sufficiently represent the, the rest of the album because it's, it has that sort of transient feel, but also it's it's at times it's it's extremely heavy. I, I, yeah, I think it, the way it represents the album is it immediately says to you, "This is not your granddad's Red Hot Chili Peppers." Yeah, this is yeah exactly. This is not what you expect. It, we're, we're expecting. For me, the album that I always sort of talk about in the same breath as this, in terms of audience anticipation, is Monster. Interesting, because. Yeah different sounds you know you go from automatic to monster you go from blood sugar to one hot minute i suppose the only difference is and and the the major factor here was the change in personnel yes rem just did it to... did just did it themselves you know without changing personnel I just want to do something different yeah does it pay off the hype 
Well, I'm just going to throw into JJ's thoughts and AMS's thoughts, and then we'll we'll decide. We'll, 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 we'll have we'll our own discuss thoughts. that point further. Five minute open. No, what am I listening to here? Pink fucking Floyd. I'd like that from JJ. Nah, this is a good song. Just takes a little while to get going. I always thought Dave's play, Dave's playing on the song sounds so 1990s. Such a trippy song and sets the tone for the whirlwind it is. OHM. That's one hot minute. Exactly. For. Sets the tone, says JJ. Again, says Amy, it's a really good song of its own, but as an opener of the album after Blood Sugar Sex, this was a bit of a change of direction. That's Dave Navarro for you. I think this is the first song I heard from the yet-to-be-released One Hot Minute when I saw RHCP at Reading Festival in 1994. Once again, Amos, putting his authority on where he's been and when. Nobody else can do it like Amos does it. Amos, in your face, to a different place. With uh, grace. Ah, great. See, that's uh, the kind of thing that's that we have barbecue. That's kind of wrap I'll be flipping a burger. Mm. You'll be entertaining the boys in the corner. With some free style rhyme. Yeah. Yeah. JJ, if you want to come down to be part of the barbecue, yeah, really? you're more than welcome. You can probably rhyme better than me, free, more freely than me. But you're definitely invited to the barbecue. We know you live in South Shields. <laughs> yeah. That might so, that's so, the only problem. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, that, please, if you don't come... We will be oh, deeply, we, Skype, we, we will, Skype in. We will be deeply offended. No, Skype in. Oh, yeah, you can Skype in. Yeah. Eat a burger. Well, yeah. c- come down if you can't make it. Have a burger where you are. We'll eat some burgers. I'll come and get you. Will you? Will you? No. What do we think about Warped? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot about I forgot about <laughs> Is it a good song? Yeah, great song. Does yes. it pay off the hype? Really interesting question. Nine. Nine? No, it doesn't. It's German. Oh, I, sorry. I thought you were... Get talking about the number after eight. Does it pay off the hype? Now, I wasn't there. No. Yes, you were. I was, but I wasn't. But that's you. You're going to be. Are you going to be disappointed with this song if you just if you're waiting for something akin to Blood Sugar? <sighs> Mother but, flames. Yeah, you're going to much be like you said. If you wait for the next order of people, yeah, monster, monsters going to. There's crash a there's and burn. a there's a problem. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. Do you want to listen to the rest of the album? Look, yeah, absolutely. I definitely do. Well, I will, but. Yeah, but it doesn't sound much like Blood Sugar. That's the problem, isn't it? Does it effectively represent the band at this time? It's going to score highly there, certainly, because that injection of Navarro. Of course, it does. Yeah, there's no, there's no more stark representation of where the band were at this particular time. It's in your face, and it's saying, "This is who we are now." Are you coming? Yes. Or are you stuck in the past? Great question. No, the opening bars of song sufficient. A lot engaging. of millions of people. We're stuck, We're stuck in, the, in past. the past. Yeah, yeah. You're quite right because this did not sell by any means as well as Blood Sugar. How would you know though? If you were one of the X million people who bought Blood Sugar, right? You don't necessarily know. And you loved it. You'd just go and buy it, wouldn't you? Yeah. And then find out that you didn't like it as much. How do people who bought Blood Sugar. It's mainstream success, isn't it? That's what it is. There you go. What is? Album sales. Yeah. Blood Sugar caught the popular opinion and loads of people went and bought it because it was popular. Well, I, I, One Hot Minute didn't get the same rave reviews, yeah. didn't catch the same popular opinion, and therefore the five or six million people who love the Red Hot Chili Peppers went and bought it mm-hmm. and found out for themselves whether they liked it or not. And the other X million people who bought Blood Sugar, who bought it because other people said it was good, didn't go and buy one hot minute. Yeah, I think this would have had a potentially had a similar sales pattern to Monster, mm. uh, whereby, as we said, coming after a really 
a successful album that sounds completely different, it will sell incredibly well on initially day one and then drop off very, day very two, quickly. Falls off a cliff. Day three. All copies burned. <laughs> yeah. All copies burned. Erased from history. One hot one. All people who've already bought it exterminated. <laughs> By the Daleks. It, it, that's probably um as 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 likely as what I said. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Are the opening bars of the song sufficiently engaging? This is a this is an interesting one for me because as much as I like a one to three count in, uh, and if you're doing it in waltz time, a one two three four countdown if you're doing it in common time. Mm. Uh, oh, so you're elitist, eh? Uh, no, <laughs> no, you're not. No, uh, but I love I, I love this. Is it a good intro? Oh, I don't know. I love Decadence Dance off the album Pornography. It, it has an even longer lead in. So I'm happy. I'm engaged. So I'm wondering what's coming. Okay, Sam, last thoughts on this and we must score it. Okay. I like it. It does set the tone. There's no doubt about that. But is it a tone that is what we were looking for or is what has been long term accepted as what we like? Yes. I don't know what you do. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Well, it's so different. Yes, okay. that's the problem. Yes, it is. Yeah, you're, you're grappling with with that huge. You're grappling with the weight of history. You're grappling with the weight of history, the weight of expectation, and the weight of a song that doesn't deliver on those levels. But it does deliver on other levels, and it does deliver on my own personal level because, as we know, One Hot Minute was the first album that. I listened to after the first album I ever listened to. It but, was the second album I ever listened yeah, to. Yeah, but we have to say that there's so much room in my heart for one hot minute. Of course, be- because of, course, of the time because of the history that we spent travelling through France. Because of the history, I will not let that impinge on my scores, though. So let's score this, and then we'll move on to another groundbreaking. I think I era. gave a very, very good descriptive reaction to how I feel about the song. There, what's a summation? <laughs> yes. All right, let's crack them. We've been to almost every country that Sam has a web domain in, and what a trip it's been. Planetron. Exactly, Galvatron. Megatron. Optimus Prime. We have just listened to Around the World by the Red Hot Chili Peppers from the album Californication, and my word, a young fellow called John Fashanto has left the band, but he has come back. Thank fuck. Sam, I can only say this is going to score pretty well because I remember the first time we listened to it together. We are in now. I oh, know we're deeply in. Yeah, I know, but we're 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 in. I mean, we're properly in. Yeah, this is because the first this was the first album I bought, bought on together. Release. Yeah, upon release. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're obviously Amace. We're much later than Amace. We're late to the party in that respect. This is a huge. But we're at the party now. Yeah, we are. And what a party! 
Oh, mate. I want to pass you on your blank. Uh, uh, or blank willow. Yes. Uh, from, of course, white braids and pillow chair. Exactly. Or the more famous application of blank willow. In, in blank willow, that's a... Private parts. Yeah, it's a story there, isn't it? Blank willow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what I'm going to say is we're having some kind of party. We had some kind of party, didn't we? We did have a party in the lounge that day. We did, man. On, no, some, no. on nobody's blank. No, oh, God, no. No, the blanks, I was young. I was a, a, a young man. There you weren't no, that young. You had a six-pack. Well, I had a six-pack, but... Um, you were a deeply, a deeply, deeply, mu- a deeply muscled man. I was. I was very muscular. That's. I worked out in those days, you know. Hey, we worked out together mm, whilst watching the Adventure of Superman, as we've talked about previously. Bash, bosh. That's what I said as well. Bish, bash. I, I was, I was, I was uh, benching huge numbers. And I was pressing equal numbers. Oh, is that what they say? I don't know. No, they do definitely say benching. Benching, yeah. But I don't know what a press is. I think, if, you know, I do, I think I know. If you bench it, you lay it on your back and you pr- press it upwards. Yeah, back. I think pressing might be lifting it above your head. Is that true? I don't know, man. I never, oh, yeah. I never got into um, curls. I know, I don't mind curls. That's fine. That's what you're indicating. Mm. But I never got into like clean and jerk or anything like that. Nor did I. Just because, <laughs> <laughs> I think, just because of the name, <laughs> yeah, sounded well, a bit odd. So, well, it also it involves a huge amount of strength. Yeah, a huge amount of leg strength. Oh like, Christ! And my bad knee never allowed it. No, exactly. Okay, so... But imagine how bad your knee, your knee would be now if you've if you be, be, formerly been a weightlifter. Imagine how knackered the cartilage would be now. Oh, my word. So we talk about Around the World. Yes. What an incredible song. Let's just run through these categories, shall we? We said we wouldn't do it, but shall we do it? Well, you said we wouldn't do it. Yeah, but you said we would. Well, I didn't, but I was more sceptical about the fact that we wouldn't. Okay, let's hear what uh, Mr. JJ has to say about this. Right. I mean, I, I know JJ, I know and I know he's going to be positive. That infamous bass line, huge intro, then it comes right back down with that single guitar line. Rap verses, the chorus melodies, the outro, it's a perfect album opener. JJ may have just tipped his hand there. Everyone's playing slash singing on this song sums up their stylistic choices throughout the Cali era, hoping it makes an appearance on the stage soon. I think the day after that I read that email from JJ, they performed it in Barcelona. So I would love to see this. If they played this, this is among a list of several songs that if they played them, I would would probably fall to my knees and pray to the Lord. Mm. What would you pray for? Because you've really had your wish. A better song? No, just mercy. I suggest what you do if they play this is watch them play this. Yeah, that's actually probably what I'll that's, do. That's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. Sing along, have a dance, watch them play yeah, it. What's this lad doing? He's dropped to his knees. He's <laughs> <for mercy. laughs> that's weird. That's weird, he's an atheist. We listen to the podcast, we know it's one of his favourite songs. Yeah. Okay, here's what uh, a young fellow called Amos has got to say. Absolutely kicks in with attitude and ambition from the very first note of Flea's bass. A huge statement saying, the Chilis are back. We have John Frusciante back and we are taking no prisoners. 23 years later and this song still sounds as fresh as the day it came out. Exactly. When the world thought the Chili Peppers were washed up, this song introduces a kick-ass album of absolute bangers. I think Amos has tipped his hand there. I think, I think that's so true, though. 
the world thought they were washed up. They had other ideas. Boom, they came in. Does it represent the feel of the album? Ah, uh, well. Well, well, well. Does it? Yes, I think it does. Is the album brilliant, for example? Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Is John Fashante back? Yes, he is. For I mean, example. if just going to state, these are, well, the first one's subjective, the second one's a fact. Yeah. Is Chad Smith a drummer? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but come on, man. They come in with... All right, man. They come in with intent. Oh, and that intent... Look, I'm not going to say this isn't a great song. ...through the veins of the song. All right, let's, let's move through the categories. Is it a good song, in my opinion? Yes, it's an absolute screamer. But it's that... It, we'll get to that. It, does it start well? I remember when it first came out, when it went to that slightly softer chorus, yes, we were yeah, no, slightly dubious. Yes, the, the chorus is because, you, yes, you go for that ultimate high straight off. Then it comes down, which is fantastic because it's so well done. It kicks into those, those verses, which are brilliant. The chorus is the question mark. It uh, does that. Now, the question is, does that question mark for you still remain? Well, I remember when the reviews came out, one of the papers said, it sounds like they're trying to be um, Boys Own or something like that. Yeah, fuck that, mate. But hang on, who's that American band? Backstreet Boys. That's, yeah. that's what they said, Backstreet Boys Chorus. All right. I've got one word for that. Go on. Nonsense. Fine. No, yeah. Did, what do you mean? Is it yes or no? Is no. it yeah or no? Does, does your, your, your opinion or your scepticism of that chorus still remain? That was the Absolutely not. Absolutely not on the album version, sometimes on the live version. Okay. And do you want because to ask I, me? I, I, does your scepticism still remain? No, Fine. it does not. I have fully accepted that chorus as being 100% correct. And I, I just think that's that around the world flows like water across the crest of a waterfall. Lovely. Lovely. Does it effectively represent the band in that moment in time? I think Jack's summed it up. Everybody's playing or singing is perfect for their stylistic choices through the Cali era. Yes, it does. I don't think Piles is a song sufficiently engaging what the mother effing F. What the actual F. Mm. Okay. So now that we said what the actual F, and you, you did a head wiggle when you said that. Yeah. That's yeah, good. the way you must wiggle it. All right, let's go on and score this. It's going to be high. Standing in line to see the show tonight And there's a light on Heavy glow By the way I tried to say I'd be there Waiting As we come tonight, I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I think we are. Yeah, we are. So I just had to do it. Yeah, that's fine. As we come out, by the way, and Sam sings Don't Stop Me Now by Queen, have to say their performance at the Platinum Jubilee gave me goosebumps. Brian Brian May, wow, still rising out of that stage. The man loves a badger. Certainly does. And the stars. Yes, yes. I mean, I was going to say I'm surprised he doesn't play his guitar with a badger, but then I realised that that would go against all his beliefs 
uh, <laughs> <laughs> about what he thinks about badgers. Yeah. He plays it, of course, with a coin. Yeah. Have you ever tried strumming, strumming yourself with a badger? I have, actually. One of the few times you have played the guitars. Yeah. Well, my, I went for lessons as a young man, a much mm. younger man. And um, the guitar, uh, my, the teacher, I won't name him, of course. Or her. Uh, or her. Uh, he said, take the guitar in hand, which I did. He said, then, right, take this badger. I found it almost impossible to play the guitar. It's difficult to play fast arpeggios with a badger. <laughs> well, it is. And that, to be honest, that's what put me off. I'm assuming that you, you were introduced in a more traditional way. Yeah, I played a badger with a plectrum. Uh, yes. And, and frankly, you got a decent sound out Decent of results. Yeah, I remember the first time you played um, that Simon and Garfunkel song, Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, and to you me immediately got into it. Yeah. You said, listen to this. I thought, hang on a minute, he's playing the badger. Actually, but the first one I played. As soon as you started... Yeah, well, you notice it. The first one I played on the Badger was um, a Michael Jackson song, Black and White. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you. Yeah. Or, or that um, song from uh, Songs of Praise 2. What? The ink is black, the, the page, page is white. white. Together we learn to read and write, to read and write. Read and write, two, three, four. Now I learn to understand. This is lore of all the land. All the land, but um, bum, bum, bum. The ink is black, the page is white. Together we learn to read and write, to read and write. Those primary school songs really stick in your head. They do. <laughs> More so for you. I didn't remember the. The middle eight. The middle eight, no. <laughs> All right, but we must now talk about. What is it, by the way? Yes, yes, it, it is. is, yeah. By the way, I tried to say I'd be there. Well, I will for... be there. Mm. I will be there for them, waiting for them. This was the one that was released prior that we heard first on those single releases. Why? At, at what point was the word prior needed in that? Well, prior to the album being released, but prior, prior oh, to I... it really being a single. No, I'm with you. Memory. Sorry, I, I wasn't looking at you and I completely misunderstood. Do you need to look at me to understand what I'm saying? I'll, I think I'll, so. I'll, I'll, I'll announce it more. I this think... was released prior. Oh, no, the... yes. I, but I was thinking the album. See, I, I, I had in my own mind, I was thinking the album, and then you started talking about the single, you see. No, oh, sorry, it's not yes. single. The tracks were released before the album was, yes, was officially yes. released. Indeed, indeed, indeed. But you could download them one a day for however many songs An on approximate the number of days. Yeah, an approximate number of 12 to 14, <laughs> or 15 or 16 or 17, who knows? We but, should, but we don't. But it was tremendously exciting. We can confirm that. Oh, certainly can. But I can also confirm that when we first heard this song, uh, see, exactly. I absolutely love this, this song. Plays into when we first this heard the song, particular we it was, argument. It does. And this is why this is so interesting. Because if if you said to me, Sam, what are you going to give by the way as a song? Give it ten out of ten. Yeah, Ben, what are you going to give by the way as a song? Ten out of ten. That's maximum you can. Well, give how it does it rank as an opener compared to the other openers on all their other albums? I'm not sure we'll find there out. There could be a problem here. We definitely looked at each other as it started when the Swan came in. We looked looked at each other as it started. It's a strange song because and we no probably idea. made a noise like this. Hmm. What the f? Yeah. What the WTF? What the actual f? JJ says about by the way, again finding its way out of the top three because it's so dissimilar to the rest of the album. Taken out of context, the verses are so what's the word weird, just the bass line and guitar scratches. 
but the chorus is a classic RHCP. Amazing harmonies, amazing musicianship all around, such a powerful opener to an amazing album. And that's JJ, you see. What he's doing there is subconsciously using Aidan's scoring system hmm. to draw his own conclusions. Here comes Amace. This song introduced the rest of the album perfectly. It took wow. A few, it, it, it took a few listens for me to really get into it. To get into, by the way, but now I think it's my favourite Chili Peppers album. Excellent okay, album Where Californication detonated everything the band had in the first 25 seconds of Around the World. By the way, opened the album with simple guitar strumming and AK singing. When it opened up, everything was so tight and rocking, but knowing just how far to let it run before temping the music down again. This is a real... Look, I love this tune. I think it's a great opener. I think you, you like it more than I do. Well, as an opener or as a, a truly great chili song? Both, I think. Really? Yeah, I think so. Because I like this song uh, for certain aspects, whereas I think you may like it for in its entirety more than I do. I think it's a perfect song. Yeah, well, there we go. I certainly do not. Whether that equates to it being a perfect opener is a different question. Well, exactly, and exactly. That, and, and I think it does fall down hugely on, in some of the categorisations that we're dealing with here. Well, shall we score it and find out at the end? Let's score it and find out at the end. Getting born in the state of Mississippi Papa was a copper and a mama was a hippie In Alabama she was swinging a hammer Price you gotta pay when you break the panorama She never knew that there was anything more than Well, as we come Tom Pettying our way out of Danny California. <laughs> so, do you know That's exactly say? what I was going to say. <laughs> that is what, exactly what I was going to say. Well, I mean, you were travelling at the time when this was released as a sing- yes. as a single, and but it is the opener as well. Well done. Thank you. For, for, for the previous thing. Oh, that's fine. That's that on. is literally what I was going to say. <laughs> um, again, Cookie McDonald's back on track. He was going to say it too. Well, he was going to say in the form of cuckoo, cuckoo. As we come cuckoo pettying out of our way. Out of our You might say, oh, I don't know. Anyway, this was released while you were away. Yeah. The album was released while you were away. I first I, heard the song in Tokyo, Japan. Really? I first heard it in Hive, Southampton. Yeah. That's where I do all of my listening, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I do normally, but I just happen to be in Tokyo. What a song. What, and what's an opener? I mean, it grabbed me by the nads, as Jack has said previously. Yeah. And that because I love that, that guitar line. I love that, that, that chord. I that love that sound. That the thing is, we'll, we'll discount that. We're, we're, we will now. The, that, the tone that. of that guitar sound that John's got. On that strap, roll pickup selector rolled right back to the neck pickup is my favourite uh, strap. It's my favourite guitar sound. Mm. So this immediately had my attention. Sam, your thought, quick thoughts on Danny California? Well, I know it's very popular. Oh no! <laughs> Will it come below Jungle Man? <laughs> no, um, and it's not unpopular with me, but. 
I I do I know, and it's, it has its its qualities. It's got such a, a fantastic chorus. It's got a wonderful guitar solo. It's got those you know as Jack says, it's got everything you're looking for. But for me, it just leaves me wanting something more slightly energetic. Because I okay, a ding 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 okay ding ding okay ding, okay. A ding, that's, ding, a, that's a reasonable criticism. So. Is it is it a perfect song for me? No way. Is it a perfect opener? No way. Okay. JJ says it's a classic rock song. What way to open an album? Huge drums, a massive chorus, a face-melting guitar solo. It's as close to perfect as one can get. Well, there we go, you see. Mr. Amace says, I first heard the song late one night on Channel 4 when the video premiered. I can't remember how long it was before SA came out, but it definitely told me Guitar Hero John is back in town. I couldn't wait to get the album when it came out as a 28-song double CD. So I'm not saying it's not good. It is, but I just feel like there could it there could be there could what, have been. What would you put? What's your what's exa- your better that, opener? Exactly, that's the question I ask myself every day. Ben, hmm. is your is your doubt of Danny California? Correct. What would you put above it? But, I mean, are you just outing it as, a, as an opener or as a song generally? Because no, you seem op- like a troubled man. No, just as an opener. Okay. I think. I, I find it a, a little bit pedestrian at times, that's all. Okay. Okay. I think it's a great song, one to be cranked up. It's, it's a classic rock song. I like classic rock. Uh, well, and any, I think any song that confirms that bandana rhymes with hammer... Is got to go high on the got, list. It's got it? to be good, hasn't it? Is got to go high on the list? I should have said has, has got to go high. On the has list. got to go high on the list. Yeah, that's it, the dangers of podcasting. I mean, there's some fantastic rhymes here, as we know. Mm. Louisiana. Oh yeah, and and also if you think that um, bandana rhymes with hammer, then you'd better believe that Louisiana does as well. Let, how much does it represent the feel of the album? Um... Well, it's such a sprawling album, isn't yeah. it? And, so it's hard to sum it up in and, one and song. And I think that's what causes me difficulty when I when I approach it as an opener. It, it does trouble me, it does. It does trouble me. Did it pay off the hype for you when you first heard it on that album? Not, no. Not as a single, not as a single, as an opener. As an opener. I'm going to say no. Wow. Certain aspects of it did. But I did, again, you know, it's so difficult to know what to expect as a listener. Did it make you want to listen to the rest of the album? I'm saying absolutely it did. Yeah, yes, it did. I wanted to you listen. You are so, so far back on this song. It's shocking, I have to say. I don't mean to appear that way. Well, you are appearing that way. I didn't see this coming. If they played Danny California, what are you going to do? Leave? Or drop to your knees and pray for mercy. I will not allow you to watch it. Okay, listen to it. I'll drop to my knees and pray for mercy again. For different reasons than, than I did before. I did it last time because I really liked the song. But this time, another reason. No, I do it. I love Danny. I, I just, over the years, maybe, this is, this is festered. Because when we did it in... It's festering now. When wow. We did it, when we did it in, um, in the Lukies, you know, it, I felt that energy. There is a definite energy to this song. There is, no doubt. It's, it's got a bounce to it. That's what I... Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. 
Yeah, now I'm feeling it, you see. I'm back in that, I'm back in that <laughs> That's because what I did isn't the sum. Yeah. <laughs> I've added more bounce to it. It will score more highly than, I, than I'm making out. I ju- I'm just saying, is it all it's cranked up to be? My answer is yes, and we will go through the score. OK. As we come royally out of Monarchy of Roses, what an introduction to a new era. What a statement of intent. This couldn't sound much more different from what came before on the previous album. Apologise for squeaks. We must invest in new chairs. But this is a, a top tune, a top opener. A top tune and a top opener. And a top opener to a new era. Yeah, and I think and I think what it is is a statement of intent that says this isn't going to be what you heard before. I again you've got the feeling in the room that there's counting in. I I've, I've never listened to Warped and Monarchy of Roses so closely together before. And in that early part of Monarchy of Roses, there's a lot of similarities between Warped. A weird beginning that doesn't that isn't that goes on for quite a long time, maybe a minute or so. I can't I'm, I'm not sure how long. Like with Warped. Yeah. The Swan with a heavily affected vocal, but then it breaks into a fantastic, much cleaner chorus. Yeah. I've never put that together before. What I love about Monarchy of Roses is the, is, is the fact that it, it, it's not moving a million miles away from what we've heard before. It's, it's close enough to be recognisable and familiar, but it's equally at the same time, it's so different. It's Josh coming in, and he. I I just think he that he, they announce themselves here so so well. Agreed. I completely agree. JJ says tension, build up, funk, metal, a solo, an outro, and what an outro! Exactly vocal all harmonies. those things that you want yeah. from Red Hot Chili Peppers. A catch hook, a tremolo vocal effect. The song has it all. A very un- underrated song of the JK era. There's a reason I opened all their shows on the oh, yeah. Review Tour with this great opener. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. It's got everything that you want, and then it's it delivers on 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 new levels. And it introduced Josh so well, it, so well. Yeah, this this. And when we saw at the cinema when they were playing live in Cologne, this was a great experience to be listening to this this yeah, song. It was. It was. Aimee says, a more chilly-sounding album for the first one with Josh Klinghoffer than uh, what you get with The Getaway that followed it. Monarchy Roses is an excellent song on an album of excellent, really bright-sounding songs. Mm. So really positive feedback from Aimee as well. Well, I, and that, that I think, is, is simply the truth. But looking at, you know, looking at this in isolation as an opener, what more could you ask for? It, it it gives you the build, it gives you the the deliverance. It The deliverance, so, certainly. 
the solo, the back. I think uh, JJ sums it up so, so, so well there. So does it represent the feel of the album? Yes, I think it does. I think it, I'm not entirely sure it does. This is, I think this is the most dirty, distorted song on the album in many ways. But it's a good song. Equally, when it breaks into the... Oh, it goes so clean at points. Yeah. The chorus is so clean, the outro is so clean. Yeah. And what an outro, like I said. Is it a good song? Yes, it is. It's a fantastic song. Without a shadow. Does it pay off the hype? That's interesting because people were... It's so different from... There was, again, and this sums up the history of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. There was no expectation here. And you're asking a guy to step into some of the biggest shoes in the world. And we've said this about the Kling, the, the Hofmeister General many times before. Or Klingy, as we sometimes refer to him. Mm. He did a hell of a job when he was in the band. He did. What? I mean, if he ever wants to come on. Joshy Klingy, the Hofmeister General, join us. Join us in the garage, live or otherwise. Well, he'll have to be live, otherwise we'll be responding to a pre-recorded thing and trying to make sense of it. In person or otherwise. <laughs> Fine. Uh, does it make you want to listen to the rest of the album? Yes, please. Yeah, absolutely. Effectively represent the band at that moment of time? Yeah, because it's that new scratchy, this scratchy Exactly, sound. it's the new sound. And, okay. And, uh, but, but kudos to the other members. Yeah, for, for taking that on board and allowing Josh to bring in that different style of sound. Yeah, adapting. Are the opening bars of the song sufficiently engaging? This is where it might fall down. I, I have to say, this, this, is, this is the point where it falls down for me, if you're thinking about it, because it takes a while to get going. There's a heavily affected vocal. I, I, this is, this is, this this is, this is, this is the one point where it's going to score more low for me. Yeah. Okay, should we crack on and score it? Let's score it, Ben. Sit in savory and get away from the getaway. What a what a great tune! What, what a great tune! What a tune, Ben. I've I've always been a, a keen advocate of the getaway. As have I. The song. As have I. The song. Not you know not to detract from the album, but we are talking about the song here. So yeah, as an opener. Yes. Um, Jack says for me this song doesn't really kick in until the bridge section towards the end of the song. If I'm metaphorically heading into this album, having not heard any of the singles. I'm not really that interested in listening to the rest of the songs. A bit uninspiring for me. And there comes the subjectivity of the whole affair. You know, I'll take that out with Jack in London. After you've cuddled him, then cuddled me, then cuddled, had a three-way cuddle, and then cuddled each other again. Yes. Uh, there's not going to be much time. But... <laughs> no, just take up the getaway. <laughs> no. Be mainly cuddling. Uh, Amy says, I know this album's taken a bashing, but I really like it. Yeah. It's an introduction to this experimental new song, Sound. This song is perfect. Yeah. Gone are the analog sounds of the Ruben produced albums. Here we have the electronic sounds of an album produced by Brian Danger Mouse. Blessed. 
person. But, but no Penfold. Very good. The song is very clean and poppy sounding. Yeah. I, I, I just have to say... Chocolate oranges are available from Rollins. They are. This song is layered beauty. Yeah, I agree with you. I really, I really, really. It like starts that. with a single sound, and it, and that 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 carries on throughout the whole song, which I think is brilliant. That's Brian, Danger Mouse, Burton for you. But the layered simplicity and the layered beauty, I just find inspiring every time I listen to it. Get yourself a fucking decent pair of headphones. It's got to be a decent pair of headphones here. It's crucial. It's it's fa- it is brilliant. Is it a conventional opener? No. No, it isn't necessarily. But does that mean it's not a good opener? No, it doesn't for me. Is this going to score more highly than other songs on the list? Yes. Jungle Man, for example. (laughs) (laughs) What what I like about this is... There are certain obvious casualties. (laughs) (laughs) What I like about this song as an opener is it's a different sound straight away. Yeah. So it will grab the ear. The introduction is great. You've got that kind of bass-heavy lead. The, the the swan comes in and he's pure and clean. Yeah. When it kicks off into the LS, if you will. Sorry. Is this a certain level of LS? I don't know. Liquid silk. Oh yeah, he's he's smothered in liquid silk in this song. I think he's great. And then it rises and rises. When he hit the chorus, it's great. The Josh backing vocals on the chorus are another so, level. So angelic, and they take angelic to a new level. Well, goodbye, angels. He said and replaced himself. Hello, good. Yeah, he- hello goodbye, me. angels. Hello, hello me. me. <laughs> I'll do the angelic backing vocals from now on. Thank you, angels. Yeah, go and occupy yourself in heaven. I suppose. Does it represent the album? I th- yeah, I think it's given that it's a complete change of direction. I think it's a good representation. Is it a good song? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's great. This is the one, certainly, off this album that I come back to time and time again. The Getaway is not my favourite Chili's album, but this song is is a great song. It's a great opener. Does it pay off the hype? What were people expecting coming off the back of um, I'm With You? I don't, I don't know. know, because I get I get the feeling that at that point in their career, they may have been considered to be on a downward trajectory. So, I don't know really what the whether there was any hype surrounding the getaway. So, for the fans, of course. Yeah, but the, the, the fans but for the work for the general world for the general world. I think the Chili's were, were probably, you know, in in the background by then. I'm, I'm sorry to say, yeah, it wasn't somewhere I wanted them to to go. But I think that happens to every band, and and they were even then they were reasonably mature. Like a, a good ripe cheese. Yeah, they were a mature cheddar by then. I mean, well, I God knows now. Let's they're... just quickly categorise them into cheeses, the four okay. members we have now. And we'll, of course, include Josh in this. Yeah. Well, Josh is... Yeah, yeah you, you go first. Okay. I'll do... We're we'll... doing them as they stand now as 59-year-olds. Yeah, we'll, do, we'll go member by member. Okay. I think flea is definitely a harder cheese. Mm, yes. Uh, I would say he's a... Cornish Yarg. Fine. I think that's I think that's fair. Would you go with that for Flea? I would, yes. And I urge anyone who hasn't tried the Cornish Yarg to try it. To it's do absolutely so. delicious. Yeah. I would say Josh during the time of the getaway. 
bringing in those different flavors, those those delayed sounds. Mm. Probably now a you've got another cheese. <laughs> <laughs> probably a blue cheese for Josh. Oh, okay, yeah. So I would say he was uh, still. <laughs> Or, or one of those... A creamy blue. A creamy blue. A creamy blue. blue. <laughs> a creamy blue. I've always thought George was a creamy blue. <laughs> yeah, okay. The swan, though, nowadays... Now? Yeah. Oh, well, it depends whether you consider him to be creamy or hard. I think he's... Oh, well, he's certainly or hard. Or is he somewhere he in the middle? Is he, for example, a port salut? I think that's exact. thing is, maybe John's a port salut at the moment. <laughs> uh, I think John's more of a port salut than a swan. Okay, I mean, at this stage, why? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think John is, I think John's slightly softer okay. than this one. Okay, John's a lovely port salut. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay fine. Uh, yeah. Fine. I'm, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Let's go to Chad and then let's finally finish on this one. Why, Chad? Chad, though, he's a very tall fellow. What's the tallest of all the cheeses? Is is Chad a Jarlsberg? I'd love to agree with you, and I will. <laughs> OK. Because <laughs> now we're just clutching for cheeses. Yeah, I well, know, because Jarlsberg is a harder cheese, but it's also got holes in it. So, so you could represent those holes as, as the... being the holes as, as the... The, the negative holes. space look like drums. Yeah, exactly. The negative space that Chad's fills. So he's a, he's a, he could be an Edam. He, he, well, he was an Edam when he was softer. And now as a he's, younger man. He's a Jarlsberg. Now he's moved on to being a Jarlsberg. And the swan... Difficult one, this one, because he goes through phases. He's using Which a... cheese has got a stupid moustache? That's <laughs> not a question. <laughs> That's a good and question. I think, I think from But there, he wears it better now than he ever did, so... It doesn't matter. Get rid of it. If, okay. you, if you want to come on the podcast... Shave your cheese. Shave your... Right. Sorry, shave your moustache, but beard cheese. Of course. Bring the cheese with you. Uh, no, I would put him... I mean, if we want to just be, be blatantly honest... Then Please. we could we could just say that he's a camembert. I'm not putting him as a camembert. I'm going too the opposite soft. way. I'm putting yeah. yeah, far too soft. I'm putting him as a, as a, a mature cheddar. Okay, so a, a good quality mature cheddar. Yeah, I think that's right because that sort of solidity represents his maturity. It does. The well, flavour represents his development as a lyricist. Where he's gone from being very unmature to more mature yeah and I, I suppose his ability to remain in the fridge for a long time represents his lifespan as a frontman exactly there we go we've I done it. we've done well there yeah given that we're and R- Ruben, I suppose I mean if we were if we were going to classify Rick Rubin as a cheese we'd probably call him a chessboard Yes, I would. I'd qualify him as a chessboard cheese. Is he a chessboard? No, he's he the, no, fact... he's the perfect player for that particular chessboard. Yeah, so he is in fact just a chess player. No, basically, I call him a cheese slice. Oh God, a Dairy Lee. Strength five. Yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's tremendously good fun, but was it? <laughs> <laughs> the getaway. Okay, let's start talking about the getaway. Okay, I love it. Uh, does it mean he wants to listen to the rest of the album? Yes, please. Yes, it does. Does it effectively represent the band at that moment in time? Yes, it does. Does it, though? Well, yeah, because it's that... Does it? Da- is there another song era. on the album that sounds like that? I don't think there is. Mm, but it is a Danger Mouse era. Yeah, I mean, answer me that question. Is there another song on the album that sounds like that? Well, not exactly like that, but... No. Are the opening bars sufficiently engaging? They grab my ear. 
No. Okay. Let's score it then. We've talked more about cheese than the getaway, but... And I like the getaway. A lazy rain am I The skies refuse to cry Cremation takes its piece of your supply The night is dressed like noon A sailor spoke too soon And China's on the dark side of the moon Well, as we come darkly out of black summer, mm, well done. Necessities, yes. Summer, dark, black. It's a confusion that obviously did happen. We're not proud of it, but we must carry on with this podcast. He's back again. He joined. He left. He joined. Juan he left. He joined Ladies and gentlemen. That's Mexican, by the way. It is, I'll say in French. Um, oui, oui. Hang on, I can't. Oui. <laughs> no, I was just trying to get into it. I'll do it in Irish. Pick her out in a car. Her name's Paddy Murphy. Great. John Frusciante. John Anthony motherfucking Frusciante. Oh, that was lovely. Thank well you. done. Really good. Thank you. Thank you. You've been working on that. Yeah, I can tell. Okay, so I know where I was the first time I listened to this. So do I. Where were you? With you. In, no, no, I was in uh, Newbury with my wife. Oh, were you? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't. I waited until you got back. That's heartbreaking. No, I told you. Mm. We talked about it on the phone. Okay. Oh, no. No, that's wrong. My wife listened to it, and I waited till I came back with you. He's changed it now. It's, yeah. all, it's all the tears in my eyes. <laughs> no, that's right. Vanessa listened to it, and she said, It's, it's all black. Right. Yeah. It's seasonal. <laughs> it's all right. Hot chili peppers. No, yeah, you're quite right. I made her listen to it with headphones in while I turned my back and went to the bathroom, right. so that I could listen to it with you for the first time. Right, and then we stood and listened to it apparently for the first time. But now, <laughs> oh, deep doubts in the questions mind. and the doubt. No, I sorry, I was in Newbury while my wife listened to it for the first time. Fine, fine, okay. Well, what were your initial thoughts? I know, I know what I think now. I, and I and I am deeply committed to this song. Initial thoughts were covered on the first release episode. Uh, is it a good opener? Is the question for this episode. Lovely. Just do that little opener, then just, <laughs> just a slow, really <laughs> slow release of really gas. There's a certain amount of yeah. Involuntary uh, gas into the episode. Does this song represent the feel of the album? Uh, no, I don't think it no, does. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's the mo- it's one of those poppy songs on the album. It's one of the most. It's it's released as a lead single, obviously, as a lot of these openers are. But this, I don't think, is symbolic of unlimited love no. by any means. No, well, I know what you mean. It. Uh, there's a lot of funk on on UL, and I call it that now. Hmm. Oh. Yes. This is not funky. And there's a lot of different styles and a lot of free, much more f- 
freestyle guitar playing as well on on Unlimited Love. And but what I would say is that they're coming back. They're bringing you know John is known to be coming back. You get that tease, you know. As yeah, I, I know what he did then. Did as some I just did. Yeah. So I think that feeds into you know the categorization is it how do they grab you well we know what we're getting they they know what they're doing they're teasing you with a little bit of john yeah exactly so let's just let's run through categories because as an opener i think i I think it's pretty i think it's pretty good yeah as a lead single i think it's pretty good yes as something that represents the album as a whole i think it not necessarily it's necessarily weak i don't think i don't think it's necessarily no okay well let's let's run through this okay does it represent the feel of the album I don't think it does particularly. It's the most poppy, most one of the most chillies songs on the album, and that's done for a reason. It's the opener, and it was a lead single. Okay, but yes, okay, but I don't, I don't necessarily find that to be a problem. It's not a problem, but I just don't think it's. I just the, think it, within that category, it doesn't score very high. No, but as a lead single and chilly song, I don't it's think extremely it's extremely strong. Yeah, and whilst we're talking, <laughs> we're doing fingers all the time. Is it a good song in my opinion? It's fine. Now, actually. It, on reflection, they will play it live and I will enjoy it. Is this a song that I, if I'm going to the album that I'm going to put on? Honestly, if I cut the album in half, this probably wouldn't make the cut. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't disagree more. Upon reflection of listening to this album for the last two months, I still find this to be one of my favourites. Does it pay off the hype? Yeah, that, I think it does there. Yes, I think it does. Uh, oh, more than pays off the hype. You've got the slow release of John Fashon's uh, so, yeah, uh, announcing his perfect. return. Yeah. And then the more surprising announcement that Anthony has become a pirate. Fantastic. Which no one was expecting. We all knew John was coming back. No, no one, one knew that, that Anthony <laughs> was going to become a pirate. Um, the opening bars on track, are they sufficiently engaging? Yeah, I think they were. To the point where they were confident enough in that lovely guitar part to release it as... Tease it. To tease it, yeah. Not only to tease it as the, the opening song on the album and the opening single, but also to release that little video they did with the, uh, before, before we saw any of the words on the, uh, the uh, Neon Asterix. They teased it. Those guitar lines are teasing and they teased the, those guitar lines. They certainly did. So, where will this fall? It's not going to be. It's not going to be up there for me, I don't think. But we'll find out when we score it. So, shall we score it? Let's score it. Well, we're in to the scoring section. This is tremendously exciting for both of us. We just said, shall we score ours? before we talk about other people's scores and decided not to, because we don't know where this is going to fall out for us, which is part of the excitement. So, but we do know other people's scores. First, we're going to open with, I think, Carl from the K&A podcast. Yes. I've got a screenshot of Carl's. Please do. I can do that immediately. And when I say immediately... You mean when you find that I mean thing. it. Here it is. Oh, Carl loves warps. Starting at, starts at 12. Starting at 12. Warped. Oh, Carl. <laughs> no, it wasn't warped. It's the getaway. 
At 12? Yeah. That's low. At 11, Black Summer. Carl. <laughs> Carl. I think that's how the song sounds like Black Summer. Crack the flaming Carl. <laughs> yeah. So the getaway in Black Summer, bottom two for Carl. Okay. Fair play, you know. It's all subjective. It's, it's all subjective. Not objective. True Men. I think that's more what we would have expected. I think so. At number 10. Number 9, Jungle Man. Fair play. Number 8. <laughs> <laughs> now you get more in life, girl. Number 8, Danny. Now maybe, maybe Carl's on board with me. Because well, I was, you know, once I break Danny down, I had some problems with it. Then he follows up with "By the Way." Again, we're going to need to move through these a little bit quicker. Okay, and uh, no, no longer know what the numbers are. Then he comes in with "Fight Like a Brave," which I think is fantastic. Mm, that's nice and high, actually. "Fight Like it? a Brave," nice and high. "Monarchy of Roses," great. "Around the World," good time boys up there. So he's clearly a Mother's Milk fan. Power of Equality, Warps. Not necessarily a Mother's Milk fan, just a fan of Good Time Boys being an opener. Indeed. At that particular time. At that particular time. Of that particular sport. Yes. Uh, Power of Equality, he's on, Carl can come to the barbecue. Into Jack's ranking, and we'll start number 12 for Mr Johnson. Oh, God, it's all getting very... Um... Jack puts a number 12 Good Time Boys. It shocks me. 11, Jungle Man. Not so shocked. 10, <laughs> True Man don't, don't Kill Coyotes. Again, the shock levels are low. 9, The Getaway. Oh, come on, Jack. 8. Right, can I just say this? Jack, when we get together, me and you, we'll put, we'll put an earphone in each and we will fucking groove down to The Getaway. Fine. Uh, okay. 8, Fight Like a Brave. Fine. 7, obviously. Warped. No 6, problem. Black Summer. That seems reasonable. Five, The Power of Equality. Four, By the Way. Three, Monarchy of Roses. That's, that's a very high score for Monarchy of Roses. I'm Totes I, respect. Yeah, Totes same respect. out. I don't know where mine's going to come out. Two, Danny. And one, Around the World. Yeah. No, I, I think that list is it's a solid both list, considered it? and trustworthy. We're going to go to A Mace next because I've got my phone open. Apart from what he said about the getaway, but we'll take that up at the pub. <laughs> Great. Okay, for A Mace, number 12, True Men Don't Kill Coats. Yeah, okay. 11, Warped. A Mace? 10, Black Summer. 9, Jungle Man. 8. That's typical A Mace, of course. The Getaway. Seven, Monarchy of Roses. Six, Fight Like a Brave, fighting its way up the list. Mm. Five, Danny. Four, yeah. By the Way. Three, Good Time Boys. And this is the joy of doing this kind of thing with a variety of people. It is, it is. And we will discuss this at the barbecue. Two, The Power of Equality. And one, Around the world. So this stuff is amazing. Jack put Around the World at number one. Amos put Around the World at number one. But Amos had Good Time Boys at three and Jack had it at, at 12. Can I read you my initial list? Yes. Is it time to do this? This isn't Sam's official list on the scoring system. No, this, is, this is my official list pre-scoring system. Okay. 
Twelve, Jungle Man. Eleven, True Men. Mm-hmm. Ten, Fight Like a Brave. Nine, Good Time Boys. Eight, Warped. Okay. Seven, The Getaway. Six, By the Way. Five, Black Summer. Four, Monarchy of Roses. Three, Danny California. Two, Power of Equality. And one, Around the World. Okay. I promise you the getaway's gone up on your, on, on your scoring. <laughs> no, I was pleased to have the getaway mid-table. The getaway is going to be higher, Because there's think. no way the getaway can get any higher than that. I think it will. Okay. Okay, so now we move to Aiden. Aiden's ranking is, and please, anyone who wants to send in their rankings to us, we will read them out on the podcast. Hashtag, hashtag what's... slow readouts. So, <laughs> 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 Aiden, twelve, true man. Eleven, jungle man. Ten, felt like you're brave. So we've sorted the wheat from the chaff immediately. Nine, Danny, and that that that's. Well, we'll talk about that at the barbecue. Eight, The Getaway. Seven, Good Time Boys. Six, Black Summer, which I think is coming middle table. Ah, man, these boys don't understand Five, that, Monarchy of Roses. They probably understand them, though. Four, By the Way. Three, Warped. Two, Around the World. One, The Power of Equality. Now, I think we're going to find that as, as we do all this together... I I would reckon around the world is probably going to be pretty high up there. Yeah, I think you're so. Right. We are going to collate our scores, myself and Samuel, and we'll get back to you. We are going to create what is known as a collation station. Okay, as we come out of Sam's initial ranking... Oh, no, we'll we just go straight into this one, shall we? No, we will talk about what's happened. Sam's initial ranking was gibberish. It fell away, it fell away. It fell away. He missed out the song, and then it all got confusing. So now we will drive through them slightly quicker, won't we, Sam? The drive will be quick. I've folded my bloody list up now. Numero dis plus two. Numero dis plus two for you was... This Jung- is now the true reflections, of it course. It is, of course. Go and on. it is, of course, Jungle Man. Jungle Man for That's me. That's not beat around a bush. 11 Jungle Man is rank amateur compared to the others. But, 11. True Man. Good true Man song. for me. Yeah, good song. But 10. Fight. Fight me. I won't. Nine. Nine. The old boys. For me, Good Time Boys as well. This is really tallying up. However, I tied Good Time Boys with Black Summer... And then had to reconsider uh, which was the best opener and put Black Summer above Good Time Boys on the... On well, I'm pleased that you did that, I have to say. Number seven. Oh, number eight for you. By the way. Oh, this is where we realised it, it fell apart. It's low. I know it's low for you, but... Okay, okay. Number eight for me, Black Summer. Number seven for you. Monarchy. Number seven for me is Warped. Number six for you. Darnie. For me, it's the power of equality. God, that's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. It's, of course, absolutely correct. It's <laughs> number five for you. Warped. 
That's ridiculous. I like water <laughs> much less than you do. <laughs> you only put it two places lower. Yeah, number five for me is Monarchy of Roses. Number four for you. The Getaway. Number four for me is also The Getaway. Wow, and I'm, I'm so pleased for, for The Getaway. Well, Monarchy Roses and The Getaway have got those lead tunes, those opening songs, at four and and five or four... That's incredible. That is incredible. Okay, number three. Unlimited Love, which of course means... (laughs) Oh, God. This is part of what what confused you, because you refused to write down the names of the songs. You put down the album names. I did, and I mean Black Summer. So number three for you is Black Summer? Yes. Right, well, only by going by the scores, man. Yeah. Do you want to hear my, my <laughs> no, God, I don't want to hear anything more right. about your scores. I'm taking, no, don't, don't, don't. It'll I won't tear, tear it. Tear. I won't tear Release it. it. Release it. I don't want to see your little scroll again. I'll read again. this. No. You, you will not read it. Afterwards, I will. To me, privately. No, in the, in the... So, your number three was... Black Summer. My number three is Danny California. Okay. Two. Your number two is... PV. Big fun. Power of Equality. Okay, my number two is By The Way. Yes. And I think there's a cream rising to the top here across a lot of the... The world? Around the world, Certainly the thinkers on this particular earth. My number one and your number one is Around the World. Around the World. Can I just read you my list that I made before I got drunk? Certainly. Well, you've already read that out. Jungle Man, True Men, Fight Like a Bro. (laughs) This is from the box. Jungle, jungle Man, True Men, Fight Like a Brave, Good Time Boys, Warped, The Getaway, By the Way, Black Summer, Monarchy, Danny, Power, Around the World. So quite different, you see. Yeah, but Around the World still stands proud, doesn't it? But quite different before the scoring system was introduced. And we thank Aiden for the scoring system. We do, but the scoring system changed everything. But it's when you start thinking about things rather than songs you like, as opposed to what works as an album opener. So, we must close this off, because this is a long episode. While Sam swans around on a cruise ship, I've got to edit this shit. I wish you the very best of luck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, we're going to get to the socials. As we slip into the socials, if you want to be part of this madness and... A lot of this was madness tonight, but we had a well of a time. And that's why we started doing this podcast in the first place, wasn't it, Tone? It was, Ben. And the next time I see you, we will be at a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. That's a lie. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's absolutely That's nonsense. a lie. We'll be travelling to a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. You'd better try and get to Manchester without seeing me in the car first. Oh, I can't wait to see you in the car. <laughs> oh, brother. We'll probably be doing all these singles in a row. All we this will. is hosted at bentownsendmusic.net. There's other stuff on there, original songs, some cartoons. Enjoy those if you will. To become an ambassador of this podcast, bentownsendmusic at hotmail.com. We are part of the Deep Dive Podcast Network on Twitter. Go and look at that for like-minded people. If you can name a band, they're likely to be on there. Please enjoy that. Sam, what are you on Twitter? I'm at Stack Townsend. I'm at Universally RHCP and on Insta I'm Universally Speaking underscore pod. That was very, very smooth. smooth. We look forward to seeing people in London. This will come out before then. We look forward to seeing people in Manchester. And we will go out on the number one ranked Red Hot Chili Peppers 
album opener of all time. As the boiler kicks in to full effect, we say one, two, three, four. Nano! <laughs> you, knew, you knew what was coming. I was waiting for you to come in. Okay, one, two, three, four. I know, I know for sure That life is beautiful around the world I know, I know it's you You say hello and then I say I do I 